Hello and welcome to another edition of the Red Sox Nation, the Illinois Charter Podcast. I'm your host, Tom O'Shea. Get the brooms out, boys, for another time. And this time, it was a team that was really good, too. It wasn't like something like the, somebody like the Tigers. This team was good and leading their division. Division, The Cleveland Guardians, we took care of them. Now I took care of them. We swept them. As I said, get out the brooms. We swept them three games. Yeah, basically outscored them like 18-8 to eight at some times. Yeah, that's why I was on the stats on Nesson. So, yeah, it was pretty neat. Yeah, really good. Awesome. And our win streak is now at seven. Besting the season high. Pretty good. So we're riding high to the point. Yeah, so we're riding high right now. Except, don't look ahead. Don't look now. We do have to face the Toronto Blue Jays in Toronto. But we'll get into that in a little bit. All right. Talk a little bit stuff. College World Series for Division One has ended today. But we'll get into that too. A little bit of other stuff too. But yeah, let's dive right into it. All right. Sorry. Game one on Friday. All right. Let's see. That game. Let's see. All right. So that game um, was basically, so it was kind of a little bit of a, yeah. Um, early on, uh, Boston did like kind of like, a, it was kind of back and forth. And then Boston has seven any or seventh inning to remember. And then they kind of did give it up at the little bit at the end, but just gave up one run a little bit, make it a little bit interesting, especially with Jose Ramirez up in the plate. But uh, Red Sox do hold on for the win. They went six to three. And increase their record to 40 and 31. So a five-game win streak at this point. All right. Let's talk about the box scores, shall we? All right. Leading off and playing uh, center field for the Red Sox is uh, Jared Durant. Uh, he went 0 for 5, though. No runs, no RBIs, no walks. And he struck out one of those five bats. All right. Batting second and playing third base, Rafael Devers, 2 for 4. So pretty good night from him. One run, one RBI, zero walks, and he struck out once. All right. And then batting third and playing DH, J.D. Martinez, one for four, one run, zero RBIs, one walk, and he struck out once. All right, Alex Rodugo, he batted fourth and played left field. Bat, he went uh, two for four, or two for five, so a pretty good night from him too. Zero runs, one RBI, zero walks, and he struck out zero times. Batting fifth and playing second base, Trevor Story, two for four. So pretty good night from him also. Two runs, zero RBIs, one walk, and he struck out once. So he keeps that six-game hit streak at that point going. So pretty good, awesome. Batting six and playing first base, Franchi Cordero, 0 for two. No runs, no RBIs. He did walk once, and he struck out one of those two at-bats. Then pinch hitting for him, playing first base, Bobby Dahlbeck. Uh, one oh for one, no runs, no RBIs. He did walk once, but he didn't strike out any times. All right, batting seventh and playing catcher, Christian Vasquez, one for four, zero runs, zero RBIs, one walk, and he struck out zero times. All right, and then batting eighth and playing right field, Jackie Bradley Jr., oh for two, no runs, no RBIs, no walks, and he did strike out one of those two at bats. And then pinch hitting for him and playing right field, Rob Ref Snyder, one for two. One run, one RBI, one walk, and he struck out once. All right, and then batting ninth and playing shortstop, Christian Arroyo back from the COVID IL. Welcome back. Three for four, so a pretty good night from him. One run, three RBIs, zero walks, and he struck out zero times. All right. So the offense, so basically a couple of doubles from uh, Devers, two from Verdugo, and then one from uh, Ref Snyder. 
Then home runs um, from uh, from Rafael Devers, his team leading 17 of the season in the third inning off of Cal Contrell with zero on and zero out. And then Christian Arroyo, basically the game winner on the go-ahead home run with uh, basically four or uh, his fourth of the year, seventh in the seventh inning off of Brian Shaw with uh, one on and zero out. And then RB, as I said, three from Arroyo, uh, one from Ref Snyder, one from Devers, one from Verdugo. So, yeah, and then there was a caught stealing by Christian Vasquez. Well, that's about it. Yeah, and it put out by uh, who got put out by Christian Vasquez, too. Yeah. Or, yeah. All right, Red Sox pitching. Here we go. All right. Getting the start in this one and pitching seven innings is our boy from uh, British British Columbia, Canada, Nick Pavetta. So he gets also gets to win also eight for five. So eight and five. So pretty good. Awesome. Eight and five. All right, so he gave up nine hits, surrendered two runs. Two of them were earned. He didn't walk anybody, though. He punched out four, gave up one home run, and left the game with a 3.25 ERA. So pretty good quality start. So pretty good quality start. So awesome. All right, John Schreiber, he comes in and pitches an inning. No hits, no runs, no earned runs. Walked nobody, struck out one, gave up zero home runs, and left the game with an 0.81 ERA. All right. The Collinsville, Illinois native Tanner Houck, he comes in and pitches an inning, gives up three hits, surrenders a run, and that one run was earned, walks nobody, strikes out two, gives up zero home runs, and left the game with a 3.57 ERA. All right. So, leading off, all right, so the Cleveland Guardians, yeah, so did I say Cleveland Guardians? Yeah, we better make sure we say that for now on, yeah. All right, so the Cleveland Guardians, so their lineup, so uh, leading off and playing left field. Um, hold on. Got to see this. Yeah. Steven Kwan, he goes two for five, so a pretty good night from him. Zero runs, one RBI, zero walks, and he struck out zero times. All right, batting second and playing uh, shortstop, Edmed Rosario. He goes two for five, so a pretty good night from him. Zero runs, zero RBI, zero walks, and he struck out once. All right, batting uh, third and playing third base. Pretty funny, huh? All right, is uh, Jose Ramirez. He goes one for five. Um, so same age as me. Yeah, exactly the same age as me, too. September 17, 1992, this dude was born. Yeah. Yeah, one of the front runners for the MVP, American MVP, around with Judge and maybe Devers. All right. As I said, one for five, zero runs, zero RBIs, zero walks, and he strikes out zero times. All right, and then batting fourth and playing first base is Josh Naylor. He goes one for five or one for four, zero runs, zero RBIs, zero walks, and he strikes out zero times. We should do that. We should find out how many people are around either the same age or would have gone to high school around the same time as I was or like been in the same graduating class. We got to find that out. That would actually be pretty interesting. All right. Maybe an offseason thing. I don't know. All right. All right. And then batting fifth and playing right field is Oscar Gonzalez. He goes 0 for 4. Nice walk up he did have. We'll talk about that too. I mean, 0 for 4, 0 runs, 0 RBIs, 0 walks, and he struck out two of those four bats. All right, and then uh, batting 6 and playing DH is Framel Reyes, 2 for 4, so a pretty good night from him. One run, 0 RBIs, 0 walks, and he struck out and he strikes out two of those four bats. All right, then uh, batting 7th and playing uh, second base is Andres Jimenez. He goes uh, or Jimenez, he goes 3 for 4, so a pretty good night from him. Two runs, one RBI, zero walks, and he strikes out zero times. All right, and then uh, batting uh, 
eight and playing catcher is Austin Hedges. Oh, for free. So not a good night from him. Zero runs, zero RBI, zero walks, and he strikes out zero times. Then pinch hitting for him was I pulled his uh Richie Palascio. Richie Palascio, he uh, goes 0 for 1. And that one at bat was a strikeout. All right. Then batting ninth and playing center field is uh, Miles Straw. He goes one for free. Zero runs, zero RBI, or zero runs, one RBI, zero walks, and he strikes out once. All right. And then, as I said, basically the only real offense, basically a home run by Jimenez, is eighth of the year in the fourth inning off of uh, Nick Pavetta with zero on and one out. And RBIs from Jimenez to Kwong and uh, uh, Straw, too. So that's about it. And that's stolen base by uh, Rosario and also by Jimenez, too. So, yeah. All right, Cleveland pitching, here we go. So getting the start in this one and pitching five innings is Cal Contrell, son of former Red Sox pitcher uh, Paul Contrell. Like, he pitched way back when I was basically like a little baby. I was just a baby. <laughs> just a baby. <laughs> so anyway, so yeah, so basically, so his dad pitched way back when I was just a little thing. Yeah, 92, 93, right? All right, so he pitched five innings. Uh, gave him five hits, surrendered two runs, all two of them earned, walked two people, struck out four, gave up a home run, and left the game with a 3.76 CRA. All right. Sam Hentez, or Hem, or Hemtez, he uh, get, or pitches one inning, gives up a hit, surrenders, or, or surrendered, but surrenders no runs, and none of them are earned, walks nobody, strikes out two, gives up zero home runs, and lefts, uh, leaves the game with a 1.44 ERA. Ryan Shaw, he comes in and pitches 0.2 innings and gets the loss, so he's out 3-1 and one for the year. All right, so he gives up two hits. He does surrender three runs, and all three of them are earned. Walks one person, strikes out nobody, gives up a home run, and leaves the game with a 4.70 ERA. All right, and then Anthony Ghost. Yeah, Anthony Ghost, he comes in and pitches uh, 0.1 innings, gives up a hit, Sir, but surrenders no runs and definitely no earned runs. Uh, walks two people, strikes out nobody, gives up zero home runs, and leaves the game with 3.44 ERA. All right. And then uh, Johan Ramirez, he comes in and pitches two innings, gives up three hits, and he does surrender a run, and that one run was earned. Uh, walks one person, strikes out one, gives up zero home runs, and leaves the game with a 6.97 ERA. All right. Summary, here we go. So, basically, to begin with, the Red Sox do get on the board first as they basically score on a hit-by-pitch on uh, Christian Arroyo with the bases loaded to score Trevor Story to make it a 1-0 Red Sox lead. But then the tw- or ba- and then the Guardians basically tied it up on a basically Austin or a Miles Straw single in the center field to score Jimenez, tied up 1-1. But then Red Sox get back right on the board for or right on the board in the third inning. Top of the third as Rafael Devers. He goes yard off of Cal Contrell. Basically a little bit of payback for what happened. We'll get into that a little bit after what happened last year. All right. So um uh yeah, so that made a two or two to one game for the Red Sox, but then the Reds or the Guardians basically tied it up in the fourth inning as Jimenez basically homers into right center field to make it two two game. And that would remain that way until the top of the seventh inning. And then with the 
to or with a, a runner on and Christian Royal up to plate, what does he do? He nothing much. He just hits a home run deep center field to score himself and Rob Ref Snyder four to two Red Sox lead. Then uh basically uh uh Alex Verdugo he doubles in the left field to score JD Martinez also in that inning to make it five to two. Then the top of ninth, Rob Ref Snyder basically to give a little bit of insurance. Uh, because we're probably going to need that in the ninth inning. He hits a double in the left field to score Trevor Story, 6-2 to two Red Sox lead. And then, as I said, in our uh, Guardians were not done yet as basically uh, Stephen Kwong in the bottom of the ninth inning with bases loaded hits a single or hits a, hits a liner in the center field to score uh, Framiel Reyes to make it a 6-3 to three Red Sox or Red Sox lead, but that's where your final score would stand. Pretty good. So going back to the um, Rockfield Devers and Cal Quantrell moment. So last year, uh, when they went to Cleveland, when they were still the Indians at that point, but now they're the Guardians now. So um, anyway, so he basically uh, Cal Quantrell basically strikes out uh, or strikes out Devers and basically does a whole scream like "Yeah, let's go" kind of deal right in Devers' face or like where Devers can kind of see and like kind of does a little bit of a stare back uh, as he's like walking off the mound and basically heading back to the dugout that like basically end that half of the ending and Devers didn't really, yeah, take a really great offense to that. But then year later, Devers ups the plate. What does he do? He hits a home run and basically kind of sweet payback. Yeah. Yeah. And a little bit, as I said, basically this is the son of a former Red Sox pitcher, Paul Contrell, who basically pitched, with the 92 and 93 Boston Red Sox. Yeah, not, yeah, those two seasons. So, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, there's a little bit of like connection with him and uh, the Red Sox too. So, yeah. A little bit of somebody's walk. This is Oscar Gonzalez's walk up. He, he Did he have like the SpongeBob theme song as his walk up? Because if he did, that's genius. I like that. I mean, seriously, I mean, do what you want. Let the kids play, kind of. This is one of the kids play. I mean, let them have something like the walk-up song as SpongeBob. Yeah. So, yeah. Also, in the ninth inning, a little bit, too. I mean, who thought that we were going to get walked off? Or, yeah. So, I thought, like, oh, man, Tanner Houck, what are you doing? Yeah, and I thought when Jose Reyes came up to the plate with uh, bases low, I thought, okay, this game's over. Because... Jose Reyes is basically one of basically the top like players in the American League right now, top third baseman, and he's in the running for MVP with Aaron Judge. So, yeah, this is not the person you want up, but thankfully we got him the ground out, and basically that ended the game. So pretty good, awesome. But I was like, Ugh. I was like kind of like a little bit like my heart. I feel like my heart rate was going up after like that ninth, and yeah, I thought, oh my word, this is the we have a four run game and here we are saying giving it back to the garden saying like hey here you go guys here you go give it here you go give it you can have it you can have it just right there for you <laughs> but anyway good win yeah really good win good for a royal way to come back and basically after being gone for like that long on the COVID IL and basically right and then uh your first game back, you hit like basically a game deciding home run in the seventh inning to kind of like help your team and not only help your team win the game, but basically won the game too. So, yeah, so pretty neat.
Good for old Arroyo. Welcome back. Yeah. Although that kind of didn't mean like the end for uh Jeter or uh, Jeter Downs' uh, time in the big leagues. But we could we could possibly need him this upcoming series, but we'll find out in a little bit. I mean, there's probably gonna be a lot of roster moves being done tomorrow, but we'll find out. We'll talk about that a little bit later on. So yeah. All right. That's about it for game one. So we'll take a break and then come back and talk about game two of the series on Saturday. All right, welcome back to game two of the series. So we face Shane Bieber for the first time since 2019. And that was even before the COVID season and stuff like that. And yeah, so we did play the Guardians last year. Um, but yeah, we didn't get to face Shane Bieber. So yeah. So this is the first time since 2019 that we faced him. And we did pretty good when Kelsey just keeps on wielding and dealing. Uh, well, not putting up like double-digit strikeouts, but still getting quality starts as he's supposed to. He just keeps on proving that that Benintendi deal did kind of work out for the Red Sox in a way. Yeah, they're already fi- yeah the Royals are already starting to think about tra- trading them. That's what I've heard. So yeah, we'll talk about that too. But Red Sox get the win four to two against the Guardians. They take the series. They have won six games in a row at this point, and now they are forty-one. And 31, and now they have taken sole possession, or at least, at least a tie or sole possession of second second place in the American League East at this point against the Blue Jays. So, yeah, let's get into it. All right. All right, so for the Red Sox, leading off and playing center field is Jared Durant. He goes four for five, so a pretty good night from him. Zero runs, though. No, or one RBI, zero walks, any strikes out, zero times. Batting second and playing third base is... Rafael Devers, one for four. No runs, no RBIs, one walk, and he strikes out once. All right, and then batting uh four or batting third and playing DH JD Martinez, one for four, one run, zero RBIs, one walk, and he strikes out zero times. All right, Sander Bogarts, he uh bats fourth and plays shortstop. He uh is uh went one for four, one run, zero RBIs, zero walks, and he strikes out zero times. All right, batting uh fourth and pl- or batting fifth and playing on uh, left field. Alex Verdugo, one for free, one run, three RBIs, one walk, and he strikes out zero times. So, pretty good night from him. All right. Then batting uh, or in, uh, batting six and playing uh, second base is Trevor Story, 0 for 4, though. So, his history does come to an end. Zero runs, zero RBIs, zero walks, and he does strike out one of those four bats. Batting seventh and playing first base, Bobby Dahlbeck, 0 for free. Does score a run, though. No RBIs, one walk. And he strikes out two of those three at bats. All right, batting on eighth and playing right field, Jackie Bradley Jr. 0 for free, zero runs, zero RBIs. Does walk once, and he strikes out zero times. All right, then batting uh, ninth and playing catcher is Kevin Puecki, two for four. So pretty good night from him. Zero runs, zero RBIs, zero walks, and he strikes out once. Then pinch running for him was Christian Arroyo, but he is not going to bat whatsoever. So there's no point going over his line score. And Christian or Christian Vasquez does uh, substitute for him as a catcher, but he does not get a bat whatsoever. Also, so there's no point going over his stats either. All right. Okay. So uh, basically, basically a couple of doubles from uh, Durant and Pawecki, then a home run by Verdugo in the sixth inning, his fifth of the year off of Shane Beaver, two on and two out. Then RBIs, as I said, from Durant and uh, three from Verdugo. And then a stolen base by, or well, actually two stolen bases by uh, Jared Durant. 
basically to kind of help us cause out too. So all right. So Red Sox pitching, here we go. So Josh Winkowski gets a start and pitches 5.1 innings and gets the win. So he's now 3-1 and one for the year. Gives up six hits, does surrender two runs, and th- and all two of them were earned. Does walk a person, strikes out four, gives up four or zero home runs, and leaves the game with a 3.60 ERA. So, yeah. So maybe not a little bit wielding and dealing, but quality start, at least getting the job done. All right. Then coming in and substituting for him and pitching 1.1 innings is Jake Diekman. Uh, does give up a hit, but he does not surrender a run and definitely no earned runs. Walks one person, strikes out one, gives up zero home runs, and leaves the game with a 3.12 ERA. All right. John Schreiber, he comes in and pitches 0.1 innings. No hits, no runs, no earned runs. Walks nobody, strikes out one, gives up zero home runs, and leaves the game with a 0.79 ERA. Right. Matt Strom, he comes in and pitches 0.01 inning. No hits, no runs, no earned runs. Does walk a person, strikes out nobody, gives up zero home runs, and leaves the game with a 3.74 ERA. Then Tanner Howe comes in and gets or uh, pitches an inning and gets to save his sixth of the year. No hits, no runs, no earned runs. Walks nobody, strikes out nobody, gives up zero home runs, and leaves the game with a 3.50 ERA. Cleveland Guardians, here we go. All right, leading off and playing uh, left or right and left field is uh, Stephen Kwan. He goes uh, one for free, one run, zero RBIs, one walk, and he strikes out once. All right, and then uh, batting second and playing shortstop is Ahmed Rosario. He goes uh, one for four, one run, one RBI, zero walks, and he strikes out once. All right, batting third and playing third base is Jose Ramirez. He goes 0 for free. No runs, one RBI, zero walks, and he strikes out zero times. All right. And then uh, batting fourth and playing DH is Framel Reyes, one for free. Zero runs, zero RBI, zero walk, or one walk, and he strikes out once. All right. And then uh, batting fifth and playing second base is Andres Jimenez, one for four. Zero runs, zero RBI, zero walks, and he strikes out once. All right. And then uh, batting sixth and playing first base is Owen Miller, one for four. Zero runs, zero RBIs, zero walks, and he strikes out zero times. Batting seventh and playing left field is... Hold on, I got to check this dude's name out again. All right. Richie Palacio, he goes one for two. Zero runs, zero RBIs, zero walks, and he strikes out zero times. And then pinch hitting for him and playing left field also is uh, Oscar Gonzalez. uh, One for two, zero runs, zero RBIs, zero walks, and he strikes out zero times. All right. Hedges, uh, he gets or uh, bats eighth and plays catcher. He goes 0 for 2, 0 runs, 0 RBIs, 1 walk, and he strikes out twice. Then pinch handy for him was Josh Naylor. He goes 0 for 1, no runs, no RBIs, no walks, and he strikes out 0 times. Then batting ninth and playing uh, center field is Austin Straw or Miles Straw. He goes 0 for 4, 0 runs, 0 RBIs, 0 walks, and he strikes out 0 times. Then as I said, really all the offense was basically a triple by uh, Rosario, and then uh, basically RBIs from uh, Jose Ramirez, and then Ed, or Edmund Rosario, and then that's about it. All right, Cleveland pitching. All right, getting the start in this one and pitching seven innings, and also getting the loss. So he's now three and four for the year. Uh, gives up six hits, surrenders three runs. All three of them were earned. Uh, walks two people, strikes out four, gives up a home run, and leaves the game with a three point oh seven ERA. 
And I believe uh, Trevor Stevens comes in and pitches an inning. Uh, gives up two hits, but does not surrender a run and definitely no earned runs. Uh, walks one per or uh, walks one person, strikes out one, gives up zero home runs, and leaves the game with a three point thirty eight ERA. All right, and then this dude, this dude looks new. All right, Emil or Emil De La Santos, he comes in and pitches an inning, gives up two hits, does surrender a run, and that one run was earned. Walks two people, strikes out zero, gives up zero home runs, and leaves the game with a 2.91 ERA. All right. So here we go. Scoring started off uh, based on the bottom of the third. The Guardians get on the board first as Ahmed Rosario. He basically hits a triple in the center field to score Stephen Kwong to make it a 1-0 Cleveland lead. Then a sack fly by Jose Ramirez scores a... Uh, and Rosario to make it 2 0 uh, Guardians lead. But then, with three runners on in the top of the sixth inning and Alex Verdugo coming up to the plate, what does he do? Just hits a home run into a right center field to score himself, JD Martinez, and Xander Bogarts. Red Sox retake the lead at this point, 3 2, so awesome. And then Jared Duran, he basically hits a single at the bottom or top of the ninth inning to score, uh, or the score, uh, yeah. Uh, or uh, I can't talk to score up uh, Bobby Dahlback, but uh, Christian Royal does get thrown out at a uh, home trying to make it five to two. And uh, basically, so yeah, but Duran does basically advance on a double in that process. That's where your final score would stand folks. All right. I mean, Beaver, I mean, I didn't really have a problem with the, or uh, sorry, Justin Beaver, uh, Shane Beaver pitching. Yeah. Sorry. His nickname is actually, not Justin, yeah. So here's something funny that I saw today as I was scoring through TikTok and stuff like that. So apparently there was a Red Sox fan, and she was kind of just basically just basically casual fan, like she was more. So her brother or something like that said, "Hey, let's go see uh Justin Beaver at a uh, Progressive Field." Oh, cool, Justin Beaver, and he was kind of joking, meaning like Shane Beaver, as in pitching in. So apparently, so they get to the field and said, "Yeah, there's sh- or there's a there's Beaver," and she says, "What the fuck?" Yeah, <laughs> I kind of started laughing about. Yeah, him and actual Justin Beaver were actually going at each other, kind of like with a nickname and stuff like that. So apparently, he says, uh, "So Shane Beaver says he's not Justin." So Justin Beaver says, "Well, I'm not Shane." <laughs> I can kind of see a little bit of the hay with uh, Justin Bieber, but I can kind of see a little bit. Like, there are kind of some songs. I'm, okay, this this kind of a little bit of a banger. Yeah, like that one new song, like, I'm the only one for you, or that you're the only one I ever knew. Like, that song, yeah, that that's kind of a banger, too. But still, yeah. yeah. We won't actually sing the song, yeah, but still, it's, yeah. But there are some, okay, I can kind of see a little bit of the hatred for Justin Bieber, especially with the meal, yeah. Anyway, yeah. So a pretty good game. Yeah, Josh Winkowski, I mean, still, I mean, even though he did give up a couple of runs and a few hits, uh, he did have a pretty good quality start. I mean, he kept the Red Sox a little bit in it, too. I mean, a little bit, a little bit too. I mean, uh, Alex Rodrigo basically come, came up and basically, like, saved the game, too, and basically gave back the lead for the Red Sox, too. But still, I mean, still a quality start. He was still in there for long, especially – 
when the Red Sox took the lead. So he basically gets a win. So pretty good. So, I mean, it kind of does kind of prove for people basically bashing the Red Sox for the Ben Attendee trade that uh, he's at, or basically I feel like uh, at least the Josh Winkowski part of the trade is actually working out good for the Red Sox. I mean, a little bit Frosch Cordero too. I mean, it's kind of working out too. Yeah, the Royals are already starting to think about trading uh, Andrew Benatendi now. Yeah. So maybe the trade didn't really work out for well for the old uh, Royals. Yeah. Last year, they were like basically saying that like when the Red Sox posted their uh, Twitter score on Twitter, they were basically saying, well, the Red Sox are a poverty franchise. How? I mean, they're still giving us crap about the Benatendi trade. Jesus Christ. Seriously, and that's when we lost that series, like around like a year ago, around this time to them. So yeah, they were constantly. I mean, seriously, talk about poverty, poverty franchise. Look your guys selves in the mirror, idiots. Yes, I shouldn't say that. I kind of do like the Kansas City Royals a little bit too. I mean, even when they were making that World Series push, but still, I mean, they're. I mean, they do have some of those fans. I mean, even we have some of those fans too that just I don't know. But still, I mean, still kind of. I mean, props to old Winkowski. I mean, he keeps on wheeling. He keeps on showing how he belongs in this rotation, at least in the near future. Kind of deal. Yeah. So, pretty good. All right. I just got a text from my sister. Okay. All right. Hold on. All right. This looks like a good time for a break, and then we'll come back and talk about wrap it up with Game Free, then wrap it up with uh, What's Up on the Farm. Uh, fin- wrap it up with the final college baseball segment for the year with the College World Series final, and then basically uh, standings, Red Sox stat leaders, fancy update, and then your series look ahead to the Blue Jays series and a little bit of updates too and final thoughts. And then, so yeah, don't go anywhere, folks. All right, welcome back and talk about game three of the series. So, yeah, so basically, yeah, so basically, nothing really go on and talk about this game. Just for the fact that uh, basically just that it was just smooth sailing through uh, the day. I really didn't really watch too much of it. I mean, but the Red Sox did score eight runs. Lot sloppy play by the uh, Cleveland Guardians, but still Red Sox ended up winning this game 8-3. to three, And they increased their record to seven straight wins in a row. And then, um, uh, yeah, so uh, and uh, increased their record to 42-31. and 31. So still sp- – so possession of second place. All right. Leading off and playing center field for the Red Sox, Jaron Duran. He goes two for five, one run, zero RBIs, one walk, and he strikes out zero times. Batting second and playing third base is uh, Rafael Devers. He goes uh, three for five, so a pretty good day from him. Uh, one run, one RBI. One run, one RBI, one walk, and he strikes out zero times. Batting third and playing third base is uh JD Martinez three for four or three for five one run two RBIs one walk and he strikes out zero times, and then batting fourth and playing shortstop is Xander Bogarts zero for three but he does score a run though no RBIs two walks and he strikes out twice. All right, batting fifth and playing uh, left field is uh Alex Rodrigo two for three does or so a pretty good day for him zero runs zero RBIs three walks and he strikes out. Zero times. All right. And then uh, batting six and playing first or second base um, is a, or Trevor Story. He goes uh, two for six, 
Zero runs, two RBIs, zero walks, eight strikes out, zero times. All right, and then uh, batting seventh and playing first base is uh, Franchi Cordero. He goes up one for two, one run, zero RBIs, one walk, eight strikes out once. All right, and then uh, batting uh, – and then uh, pinch hitting for him and playing first base is uh, Bobby Dahlback. He goes 0 for two, zero runs, zero RBIs, zero walks, eight strikes out, zero times. All right, and then batting eighth and playing catcher is uh, Christian Vasquez. He goes uh, two for four, two runs. One RBI, one walk, and he strikes out zero times. All right, and then uh, batting ninth and playing right field is uh, Jackie Bradley Jr. He goes 0 for 4. He does score a run, though. No RBIs, one walk, and he strikes out twice. All right. Then, as I said, a couple doubles from uh, Franchi Cordero. Uh, well, actually, one from Franchi Cordero, and then uh, two from uh, Vasquez, one from Duran, and then one from J.D. Martinez. And then, as I said, RBIs from uh, – uh, Devers, 45th, um, or for, or for, or 45th, uh, J- or a two from J.D. Martinez, 32nd, and then uh, two from uh, Trevor Story. He's 50th in team leading. Uh, Vasquez has 30, had one add on the 30, and then stolen bases by Trevor Story, and then a caught stealing by uh, Jaron Durant. So, yeah, his first of the year. So Red Sox pitching, here we go. So lead or uh, getting the start in this one and pitching uh, six innings and getting the win. Um, so he's now four and four for the year is Rich Hill. He gives up five hits, surrenders a run. Uh, that one run was earned. Walks four people, strikes out five, gives up zero home runs, and leaves the game with a 4.09 ERA. Ryan Brazier, he comes in and pitches an inning. Gives up a hit, but he does not surrender a run. Or he does surrender a run. But uh, thankfully that one run was not earned. Walks nobody, strikes out one, gives up zero home runs, and leaves the game with a 4.28 ERA. Hansa Robles, he comes in and pitches an inning. Gives up two hits. He does surrender a run, and that one run was earned. Walks nobody, strikes out one, gives up zero home runs, and leaves the game with a 4.91 ERA. Tanner Houck, he comes in and pitches an inning. No hits, no runs, no earned runs. Walks nobody, strikes out one, gives up zero home runs, and leaves the game with a 3.42 ERA. All right, Cleveland Guardians box scores. Here we go. So leading off and playing left field or playing first base is Owen Miller. One for free, no run or no runs, one RBIs, two walks, and he strikes out once. All right, and then uh, leading off or bad second and playing shortstop is uh, Ahmed Rosario. Oh, for free. He does score a run, though. Uh, no RBIs, one walk, and he strikes out once. All those free at bats. right, batting third and playing uh, third base is Jose Ramirez. He goes three for four. One run, zero RBIs, zero walks, and he strikes out once. Batting fourth and playing uh, DH is Framo Reyes. He goes uh, one for free or one for four. No runs, no RBIs, no walks, and he strikes out twice. Batting fifth and playing right field is Oscar Gonzalez. He goes 0 for four. Zero runs, one RBI, zero walks, and he strikes out once. All right, and then uh, batting uh, sixth and playing second base is uh, Andres uh Jimenez, he goes two for free, zero runs, one RBI, one walk, and he strikes out zero times. All right, batting seventh and playing left field is Clement, uh, or as uh, Ernie Clement, he goes 0 for 4. He does score a run, though, no RBIs, no walks, and he strikes out one of those four bats. All right. Oh, yeah. All right, batting eighth and playing left, or catcher is Luke Maley. He goes 0 for 4, no runs, no RBIs, no walks, and he strikes out zero times. 
or at batting ninth and playing uh, center field is Austin or Miles Straw. He goes one for four, no runs, no RBIs, no walks, and he strikes out once. Then, as I said, basically uh, double by Reyes, a uh, double by Straw, and two from uh, two doubles from uh, Jose Reyes. Basically, were the only offense. And then, like RBIs, basically from Jimenez, uh, Oscar Gonzalez, and Oscar Gonzalez. And then, yeah, that's basically about it for the Indian or in the start Guardians. Uh, yeah, Guardians offense. Yeah, we're gonna have. We're it's gonna take us a while to keep. It's gonna keep. It really is going to take us a while to like figure out that they got to be called the Guardians now. Yeah, I mean, seriously, we already kind of slipped up a little. I mean, we might have slipped up at the beginning of the show with the calling the Indians at one point. But, yeah, they're now the Guardians now. Yeah, Guardians. Try to figure that out. Yeah, all right. All right, so uh, back, uh, as Cleveland pitching, here we go. So, getting the start in this one and pitching four innings. And getting the loss is uh, Aaron uh, Clive. He goes, or uh, he's a two of four now. Gives up eight hits, surrenders three runs. All three of them were earned. Walks three people, strikes out two, gives up zero home runs, and leaves the game with a 7.20 ERA. Anthony Goose, he comes in and pitches an inning. No hits, no runs, no earned runs. Walks two people, strikes out two, gives up zero home runs, and leaves the game with a 3.26 ERA. Sam Hentes, he comes in and pitches an inning, gives up two hits. He does surrender two runs, and all two of them were earned. Walks two people, strikes out to zero, gives up zero home runs, and leaves the game with a 2.08 ERA. All right, and then um, uh, Tanner Tolley, he comes in and pitches uh, three innings, gives up five hits, surrenders three runs, and all three of them were earned. Walks four people, strikes out one, gives up zero home runs, and leaves the game with a 7.20 ERA. All right. So, um, basically, so, so basically the Red Sox do get on the board first as basically on a force-out play by J.D. Martinez as he grounds out a force-out play to score. Well, actually, it was kind of more of a force-out slash error as uh, Basically, they were throwing the ball. The Guardians were basically throwing the ball around the field, kind of deal. And this is kind of one of the things that, uh, yeah, we'll talk about that too. But anyway, so he gets on with an error, um, but that scores uh, Jaron Durant to make it a one nothing uh, Red Sox lead. Then at the top of the four, the two nothing Red Sox as uh, Christian Vasquez he doubles into right field to score Franchi Cordero. Yeah. Then another force out play. Basically, hold on. Let's see if this is an error. No, just a force out play by JD Martinez to score uh, Christian Vasquez to make it three nothing uh, Red Sox lead. Top of the six, five nothing as Trevor Story he singles a two run single to score uh, tr- or uh, Jer- or uh, JD Martinez and Xander Bogarts five nothing Red Sox lead. But then the bottom of the six, the Guardians do get back on the board as basically. Uh, Oscar Gonzalez, he basically with the guy with the SpongeBob or a SpongeBob walk-up song, uh, he grounds out into a to a third baseman, uh, Rafael Devers to score uh, Edmund Rosario five to one Red Sox still lead. No, no, I don't want to play the video. All right, so in the bottom, the top of the seventh inning, uh, Rafael Devers he adds on for the Red Sox to make it six to one as he singles in the center field to score Christian Vasquez. Then in the bottom of seventh, the uh, Guardians two kind of add one more on 
as uh, Owen Miller, he singles into right field to score Ernie Clement to make it 6-2 to two, uh, Red, or Red Sox lead. Then also in the bottom of the eighth, Andres uh, Jimenez, he comes in and singles into right field to score Jose Reyes, 6-3. to three. So they kind of do make it a little bit close. Man, a little bit close games at this point. But in the bottom of the, or top of nine, Red Sox do add on two more to get a little bit of more insurance. J.D. Martinez, he doubles in the left field to score Jackie Bradley Jr. to make it 7-3, then 8-3 on a wild pitch by Tully to score uh, Rafael Devers. That's where your final score would stand. And the Guardians are just basically booting the ball around, too. It is really amazing that we basically swept a really good Cleveland Guardians team. And the law talk was we're, we're just only beating bad teams and stuff like that, but We've been winning series against and winning and sweeping series against really good teams like the Cardinals. We won a series against them last weekend. And this weekend, we swept the Guardians. And they were leading their division right now in the AL Central right now. Like, they were, they're kind of leading that division right now, too. And we basically just came in and swept them. Like, we basically made Cleveland rock. Yes. <laughs> and they don't really rock a lot too much. Yeah, Cleveland kind of likes to suck. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, this Cleveland team's not really sucking, but still. But, yeah, in recent memory, Cleveland does like to suck. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Oh, but, Tom, they did win an NBA championship with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, that's the only real championship. But still, I mean, in recent memory, they haven't really won much. That is why I am so surprised that Stephen A. and um, Mad Dog Russo, they had, like, the a list of – the top sports cities in America, and they they didn't put Boston on the list for some reason. I don't know why. I think it's the I hate Boston man- mentality kind of deal. Guess who they put at number one or in the top five? Top five? Cleveland. Cleveland. I mean, this kind of shows how much they hate Boston so much. They're going to put a t- city that is has really no good sports history whatsoever at the top of the list just because in spite of Boston. That's just oh my god. I this is why I hate Stephen A. Smith and I hate Christopher Russo so much. Fuck them. My God. My mom lo- loves Stephen A because for some reason he's a buddy of one of the talk show hosts that she kind of likes too. I mean seriously. Whatever. I mean, I hate Stephen A. I really do. Because he has nothing good to say about Boston sports teams. Especially the Celtics, too. He really has really some hatred for the Celtics. Yeah. Him, Kellerman, Mike Wilbon. Fuck them all. <laughs> I shouldn't say that, but it's just... I mean, but it is really good. We did sweep. Probably won the... Probably a really good Cleveland Guardians team. Let's call them Cleveland Guardians. We're really going to have a hard time calling them the guardians i mean i mean we're i mean we're gonna eventually figure it out we're gonna start it's gonna get we're gonna start getting used to saying it but it is gonna be a while too i mean especially this year i mean we just got used to calling them the other name um let's just i mean it just has i mean that name's been around for like 100 something years i mean now we're starting to change it now i mean i don't know yeah i mean we're gonna we're gonna eventually get used to it too we're gonna figure it out I mean, I mean, I'm starting to figure it out now. I'm starting to call them the Guardians now, but still, I mean, yeah. Not saying I have any. I, I mean, I, yeah, I'm not saying anything, but like, have any, any way, but still, yeah. 
So good. A sweep against a really good Cleveland Guardians team. A division-leading Cleveland Guardians team. Because next, this coming week, we got the Toronto Blue Jays. And we have not won a division series against any of our division opponents so far. And a really good Toronto Blue Jays team. Which, by the way, we're now going to start losing a couple of players too. But we'll get to that in the series look ahead too. Or final thoughts too of the series. But for, but now, let's talk about what's up on the farm. All right. So last time we left off was Thursday. All right. Yeah. Excuse me. All right. So Worcester took on uh, Charlotte and uh, at the Charlotte Knights and won that game four to three. So they increased their record to thirty five and thirty four thanks to a Yomer Sanchez home run. Uh, Feldman gets the win out of the pen, so he's now 1-4 and four with a 6.0 EDRA, so pretty good, awesome. And Caleb Ort gets the start, or gets the save, his 10th of the year, so pretty good, awesome, awesome. And then, now moving on to Portland, they had a doubleheader on uh, Thursday because Wednesday's game got postponed because of rain. So game one, they uh, won that game 4-3 to three against the Fl Richmond Flying Squirrels. So they increased their record to 29 and 36, thanks to uh Rafilia home run or Rafilia home runs, Tyler Reed home run, and Tyler Reed home, or Tyreek Reed home runs. So pretty good, awesome. Uh Van Bell gets the win, so he's now one and one with a four or 5.40 ERA. Then Thompson gets the save, so his uh first of the year. That's game one. And then game two, however, they did lose four to two, and their record now falls to 29 and 37. So yeah. Um, San Victor Santos gets the loss, so he's now five and seven with a four point oh five ERA, so not great. All right, and then uh, um, Greenville they took on the Bowling Green uh Hot Rods. Yeah, I used to play for a Pony League team uh, or for a high school uh, Pony League. Um, they used to use like the minor league team, like names of minor league teams as the teams for us. And one year I was the a Bowling Green Hot Rod, so it was pretty neat. Yeah, all right. So they lost that game to the Hot Rods, eleven to eight. The drive did, so they are now twenty six and forty at this point, despite home runs from Do Joe Davis or two home runs from Joe Davis. So yeah, that's about Ching Chong Lu gets the loss, so he's now one and six with a six point thirty four ERA. Ooh. Uh, man, what's happening to Lu? Uh. Not great. He's not having a pretty good uh, 20 22. All right. Okay. And then uh, Salem Red Sox, they took on uh, the Fredericksburg Nationals and won that game 3 to 2. So they are now 35 and 31. Thanks to a uh, couple of home runs from uh, Blaze Jor Jordan and Nico Cavadas, who we'll talk about a little bit too because he's going to get called up to uh, Greenville pretty soon. Him and uh, Nathan on Hickey, so pretty good, awesome, and also uh, trying to think who else. I think Benellis gets moved up to uh Portland. I think I could be wrong on that, Benellis. So yeah, so pretty good. So people are moving, moving on up. All right, Fridays. All right, so uh, Worcester they took on uh, Charlotte again and won in a blowout, ten to two. So pretty good. They are now thirty six and thirty four at this point. Awesome. And thanks to a couple of home runs from uh, Connor Wong, um, 
Chris or uh, Christian uh, Stewart. Well, two from Christian Stewart and then one from uh, Ryan Fitzgerald. Uh, so pretty good. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Um, Cole gets the or Cole gets the win, so he's now um, two and zero with a four point eighty or eighty five ERA. So pretty good. Awesome. 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 Yeah. All right. All right. And then I think we did get him. Yeah, we did get him. All right. All right, and then uh, Portland took on Richmond Flying Squirrels again, and unfortunately they lost that game six to one. Um, so Portland is now twenty nine and thirty eight at this point. Kennedy get the Kennedy got the loss, so he's now one and three with a four point sixty five ERA. So yeah, not great. Okay. And then uh, the Greenville Drive took on the Bowling Green uh, Hot Rods again, and won that game four to three. So pretty good, awesome. All right, so they are now uh, 27 and 40 at this point. Um, thanks to a couple of home runs from uh, Joe Davis, and welcome to uh, uh, the new uh, level. Nico Cavadas, he homers in his first Greenville Drive game, and then uh, uh, Hallett gets a home run, so pretty good. Awesome, his first of the season, so pretty good. Awesome. All right, and then Durant or Durhan gets the win, so he's now 4-4 four and four with a 3.92 ERA. And Fernandez gets his sixth save of the year, so pretty good. Awesome. All right. Then the Salem Red Sox, they took on the Fredericksburg Nationals, and unfortunately they lost that one 9-5. They are now 35-32 and 32 at this point, despite a home run by Blaze Jordan, his eighth of the year. Uberstein gets the loss, so he's now 4-4 four and four with a 4.88 ERA. So, yeah, not great. So that's Fridays. Saturdays. All right, so the Woo Sox took on Charlotte again, and unfortunately they did lose this one 12-2 in a blowout. Um, so they are now 36-35 uh, and 35 at this point, despite home runs by, ooh, Pedro uh, Castellanos. So uh, he got called up from uh, Portland to uh, Worcester, so pretty good, awesome. So his first uh, career home run with uh, the Woo Sox, and uh, his uh, the 13th home run for uh, Christian Stewart for the season. Josh Taylor, after making a rehab kind of sort of appearance start, he gets the loss, so he's now 0-1 with a 1.80 ERA. So, yeah. So, he's kind of moving right along to move back. Uh, we forgot, I forgot we even had him on our roster. Yeah, I forgot. I thought he was gone, but apparently he was making a rehab start. So, he's kind of moving a little bit right along. So, maybe we might get him back pretty soon. All right. So, Chris Sale made his uh, rehab start. Um, Was it? Today, or we'll get into it in a little bit. All right. All right. Well, Portland, let's see. It might have been Saturday, the sales start. All right. But anyway, so uh, Portland took on the Richmond Flying Squirrels, and and frankly, they won that game 2-1, to one, so pretty good. Awesome. Awesome. All right. And they are – hold on. I got to go back. Ah, yeah, I probably shouldn't have clicked on that. All right. Hold on, folks. How much time do I got on this? And we got a little bit of time. All right. All right. Crap. So, yeah. So, anyway, I recorded a segment just recently, um, but I was getting interrupted. Uh, my sister was trying to get back onto uh, I sh She shares a YouTube account or YouTube TV account with me, and I was trying to log back in for her or basically get back into her. So, that's why I was kind of looking at my text and stuff like that. So, anyway. So, Google's kind of a little bit, a little bit iffy lately with like letting people 
use other people's accounts and stuff like that. And like, so basically they sent me an email or something like that. Hey, is this you? And I said, yes. And then they were like, then type in this number. If this is you and like, okay, I just push a random number. But anyway, so I had to push a correct number and we just kind of got into a little bit of a hoopla. And then, yeah, well, I mean, we didn't really totally get in a fight, but we were just kind of like confusing each other. So we decided to just call it a night. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, all right. So, anywho. All right. So, anyway. So, Portland beat uh, the Richmond uh, Flying Squirrels. They are now 30 and 38 at this point, thanks to a Hudson Potts home run in seventh of the year. Uh, Chris Murphy gets the win. So, he's now uh, four and five with a 2.58 ERA. And then Thompson gets another save, the second of the year. So, pretty good. Awesome. All right. Greenville Drive. They took on the Bowling Green Hot Rods again. And unfortunately, folks, they lost this game again, four to, or seven to four. They are now twenty-seven to forty-one at this point, despite basically leading the minors in home runs as a team. Yeah, despite also having another Nico Cavadas home run and a Nicholas Nordcut home run is twenty-second of the year. All right, so uh, Rosendahl gets the loss, so he's now two and six with a seven-point ERA. So yeah, not great. Yeah, that is amazing. They have a really bad record, but they lead the minors, or at least their leagues, in uh, home runs. That just makes no sense. All right. You would think a last-place team like them would be down in home runs or be kind of like bottom home runs. All right. All right. And the Salem Red Sox, they are they face the Fredericksburg Nationals and won 8-3, so pretty good. Awesome. Uh, they're now 36-32 and 32 at this point, thanks to a uh, – Marcelo Minor and uh, Jose uh, Garcia home runs, so pretty good, awesome. Stock gets the win, so he's now two, three and two with a two point oh nine ERA. Yeah. So anyway, going back to um, uh, the thing with my sister with the YouTube TV, I think I deleted that uh segment. I just it just looked choppy. I was also kind of getting distracted too, so I just decided to go to break and then try to deal with that, and decided to just get rid of it and just record a new segment. This is the newer segment. Anyway, so that segment will never see the light of day again. Yeah, the one that, uh, yeah, yeah, that segment will not see the light of day, that recorded segment. All right. Sunday, all right, it's today. All right. So the Woo Sox took on the Charlotte Horn or Charlotte Golden or Charlotte Knights and won that game 3 2. Awesome. So they are now 37 and 35 at this point. Um, Brian Bellow gets the win. So he's now uh, two, 5 and 2 with a 3.13 ERA. So pretty good. The future, awesome. And Caleb Ork gets to save his 11th of the year, so pretty good. Awesome, awesome. All right. So, uh, hold on. I'm going to check if today was uh, Chris Seale's start in Portland or his rehab appearance. I, fi- I think it was, but I could be totally wrong on that. All right. I'm using my phone because the computer just acts really weird. I mean, it usually goes back. Uh, yeah, I'm not seeing Chris Sale here. Maybe that's maybe this is this week. Maybe it's this week. I'm not sure. All right. Anyway, so Portland took on the Fly- Richmond Flying Squirrels for the series finale, but unfortunately lost that game seven to two. They're now thirty and thirty nine at this point, despite home runs by a uh, Sogard. Hudson Potts and Hudson Potts. All right. So Jay Groom gets the loss. So he's now three and four with a 3.84 ERA. 
Yeah, the Madison Bumgarner of the future. He's not really proving it, but okay. <laughs> I can't believe they put that name on him. That really, that really, I feel like saying stuff like that really fucks with someone like that. Yeah. Can't believe they did that. I mean, he hasn't been the same since they called him that. All right. All right. So, uh, Bowling Green or uh, Greenville Drive took on Bowling Green again. Unfortunately, lost that game 9 to 5. They're now 27 42 at this point. Uh, Cobb gets the loss. So, he's now 2 and 2 with a 6.94 ERA. So, not great. And then uh, Salem Red Sox took on. Uh, or took on the Fredericksburg Nationals and lost that game seven to six, so not great. We haven't got that game posted on uh, the Instagram and socials yet, but we'll get to it in a little bit. All right, so they fall to a uh, thirty-six and thirty-three at this point, and the spy home runs by a home run by Sykes. Troy gets the loss. Christopher Troy gets the loss, so he's now zero and two with a six point fifty-five ERA. So yeah, so that does it for the scores or what's up on the farm. Monday, no games, day off, but on Tuesday starts a new couple of series. All right, so let's get into it because we are kind of running out of time in the recording segment. All right, uh, Worcester will take on uh, Rochester, uh, the Rochester Rodhens in uh, Rochester, New York. That game will be at uh, six or uh, six oh five Central Time for me, but seven oh five Eastern Time for everybody else. Release the most of our Red Sox fan base. All right. Then Portland will take on uh, New Hampshire Fisher Cats in Portland. Um, that game will be at a uh, five or five o'clock Eastern time for or Central time for me, but six o'clock Eastern time for everybody else. And um, no starter has been announced. Yeah, no starters has been announced for Worcester either. All right, yeah, get out of here. Yeah, what the frick? <sighs> I'm sorry about this, folks. Uh, how much time do we got? Good lord. Not responding. Fuck that. Great frick things up. You sh- All right. All right. So, um, Greenville Drive will take on the Rome Braves. That game will be at uh, in uh, Greenville. North Carolina or South Carolina. That game will be at a uh, six oh five five Central Time for me, but seven oh five Eastern Time for everybody else. No starter has been announced yet. And then Salem Red Sox will take on Lynchburg uh, Hillcats in Lynchburg, Virginia. That game will be at six or five thirty East or Central Time for me, but six thirty Eastern Time for everybody else. And Encarnacion will be the starter for the Salem Red Sox. All right. Let's go to break. All right, we are back to talk about our college baseball segment one more time for this year. Yeah, until uh, second season, as in 2023, or season two of the podcast. All right, so let's see. So basically, as I said, the final was between uh, Oklahoma and Ole Miss, as in the University of Mississippi. All right, so let's see. So we didn't talk about – did we talk about Thursday? All right, so Thursday, Ole Miss. So basically, that game. Yeah, as I said, why well, actually spoiled it for you? So Thursday, that game between or winner take all semifinal game between Ole Miss and Arkansas, and Ole Miss beats Arkansas two nothing. 
in that game in that uh, basically set or a Thursday afternoon matchup. That basically, so yeah, so that basically secured a spot for Old Miss into the uh, College World Series final, or basically, basically kind of like the which was, is a best of two or best of three series, which whoever wins two you, is your national champion. So no games on Friday. Then Saturday, game one between Ole Miss and uh, Oklahoma. Ole Miss basically just shellacks Oklahoma and basically just – they had like three home runs in a row, I believe, in one inning, like late in the game too. So they won that game 10-3. to three. So went up two or uh, went up one game to one, and then today um, they did take uh, or did play game two, and for the first time in program history, thanks to a four to two win against Oklahoma, Ole Miss is your 2022 Division One national champions in baseball. Congratulations! Yeah, so pretty good. So yeah, all right. So let's. Go over a little bit, too, of who say a little bit of congratulations to kind of wrap up the show or wrap up the segment for one last time this season. All right. So congrats to Ole Miss of your Division I national champions. Um, North uh, Greenville, your NCAA Division II champions. Eastern Connecticut State, your East or uh, NCAA Division II or Division Three champs. Your NAIA champs, uh Southwestern or Southeastern in Florida, your Juco Division One champs, uh, Central Arizona, your Juco Division Two champs, Pearls or Pearl River, I believe in Mississippi, and your Juco Division Three, Hemker or Hershkamer in New York. So pretty good on winning their respective national championships. So congrats to them. A fine way to end the college baseball season a little funny uh story so apparently i didn't know that the game for the college world series was going to be at this around the same time as a uh, um uh as a uh, red sox game so i thought okay so i'll just watch the red sox game and then tonight we'll watch the college world series game and then kind of like watch and see yeah kind of what happens and we will talk about it later on next episode but anyway so the how i found out that the game was on at the same time so i get a text alert from espn saying old miss is three outs away from winning the world series I'm like, ah, shit <coughs> gotta get over there <laughs> yeah i gotta switch over to the youtube tv and just yeah just click on yeah just get on to an espn real quick and like yeah like shit <laughs> i didn't know that game was on yeah that <laughs> But still, really nice way to end the season, especially for Ole Miss. Saying like just getting there, and that's the point. Like to like Mississippi State last year. This is their first national championship in school history. Yeah, Blanco does a really good job there. Elko, their team captain. Yeah, just really great to kind of see them win a national championship. Even though I'm not really a big SEC fan, but you got to do tandem to SEC the SEC. There's a reason why they're they're the best. Uh, conference in college sports right now. They just keep winning national championships in a way. Yeah, they just they just keep being in it like every year. It's from football, basketball, well, maybe not basketball, but um, at least for men's, I mean. But still, I mean, you have like baseball. Like even baseball, I mean, seriously, 
the last three national championships, last three, yeah, last three national championships for Division Three baseball have been won by SEC schools. Vanderbilt in 2019, 2020, there was no World Series that year because of COVID. And uh, 2020, or last year, Mississippi State, and now this year, Ole Miss, their arch rival. Um, so, yeah, so the only last time a non-SEC school has won is like 2018. And that was like Oregon State, I believe. Yeah, yeah they beat old Andrew Benatendi, so all modern Arkansas. So, yeah. So, good for them. Congrats. And I feel like we're going to bring this back or another year next year. So, yeah. But for now, hats up. Peace out to the college baseball season. Can't wait to see in 2023. All right. So, let's move on to the standings and Red Sox stat leaders. How we doing? All right. All right, for stat leaders. All right. So, all right. In the American League, in the East, leading the division still is the New York Yankees. Uh, they got no hit, uh, combined no hitter on uh, on uh, yesterday, and they almost got no hit again, but then John Carlos Stanton basically hit a home run late in the game, and then they tied it up and then wa- walked it off by Aaron Judge, so. So they lead the division right now, 53 and 20. Right behind them is your lovely Boston Red Sox with a 42 and 31 record. Behind them is the Tampa Bay Rays with a 40 and 32 record. In fourth place is the Toronto Blue Jays, the Red Sox next opponent. Well, well actually, it's a actually I just say this like it's basically a three-way tie or two-way tie between the Blue Jays or from the Rays and Blue Jays with a 40 and 32 record, and then. Dead last place with 19 and a half games back in the division lead is the Baltimore Orioles with a 34 and 40 record. All right. So that, yeah. let's see. I'm trying to look at this a little bit. Um, okay. All right. All we got to need to know. All right. All right. So um, leading this or uh, in the central division, leading the pack st- or leading the pack now is the Minnesota Twins back on top with a 41 and 33 record. Behind them are the Cleveland Guardians with a 36 and 32 record. We did that. We did that. Yeah, we I think we just basically just kind of temporarily broke the Guardians. All right. And then leading the packs st- or uh behind them are the Chicago White Sox with a 34 and uh 37 record. Behind them are the Detroit Tigers with a 28 and 48 or 44 record. And in dead last place and 13 and a half games back of the division lead is the Kansas City Royals with a 26 and 45 record. Leading the West right now is the Houston Astros with a 44 or 45 and 27 record. Behind them are the Texas Rangers with a 37 and 34 or 34 and 37 record. Behind them are the LA Angels with a 34 (coughs) with a 35 and 40 record. Behind them, technically in a tie a little bit, is the Seattle Mariners with a 34-40 and 40 record. And in dead last place, and basically the worst team in baseball right now, is the Oakland Athletics, 21 games back with a 25-49 and 49 record. At least in the American League, they are the worst team in the American League. All right. In the National League right now, in the East, Leading the league, or leading the division right now still is the New York Mets with a 47 and 27 record. 
Behind them are the Atlanta Braves, the 42 and 31 record. Behind them are the Philadelphia Phillies with a 39 and 20, 35 record. Behind them are the Miami Marlins with a 33 and 38 record. Um, let's see. And then in dead last or in dead last place, and possibly the worst team in the National League right now is the Washington Nationals. 20, 20 and a half games back of the division lead with a 27 and 48 record. I only say that because um, so we'll talk about that in a little bit. All right. In just a few seconds. All right. Leading to the central division um, is the Milwaukee Brewers with a 42 and 33 record. Behind them are the St. Louis Cardinals with a 41 and 34 record. Behind them are the Pittsburgh Pirates with a 29 and 43 record. Behind them are the Chicago Cubs with a 28 and 45 record. And in dead last place, and maybe still the worst team in the National League, is the Cincinnati Reds with a 25 and 47 record. I only said that because the Nationals were the worst team in the National League because the Nationals have or one or one more loss than the Cincinnati Reds do. But still, I mean, the Reds are still pretty bad. 15 and a half games back. Yuck. All right. In the West right now, leading the team or leading the pack is uh, the L.A. Dodgers with a 44 and 26 record. Behind them are the San Diego Padres with a 45 and 30 record. Behind them are the San, are San Francisco Giants with a 39 and 33 record. Behind them are the Arizona Diamondbacks with a 33 and 41 record. And in dead last place and uh, 14 and a half games back is the Colorado Rockies with a 31 and 42 record. All right. Okay. So pretty good, pretty good, awesome. All right. Stat leaders. And we go won't go over the entire league until next episode, which basically that'll probably be the last series for uh June. We're already halfway done. That really makes that really I really feel like the season's already started. Kind of deal. All right. Leading the team in batting average right now is Rafael Devers with a 30 or the 334 or 334 or 334 batting average. Leading the team in home runs, Rafael Devers with 17. Leading the team in RBIs is Trevor Story with 50. Leading the team in stolen bases is Trevor Story also with 10. Leading the team in RBI or in runs scored, it's Devers with 55. Leading the team in on base percentage is Martinez with 400. Leading the team in slugging percentage, it's Devers with 600 or 606. Leading the team in ops, it's Devers with a 998. Leading the team in hits, it's Devers with 96. Leading the team in doubles, Devers also with 25. Leading the team in uh, triples, is Duran with two. Leading the team in walks, uh, Martinez with 28. Leading the team in strikeouts, it's uh, Trevor Story with 87. Leading the team in caught stealing is a two-way tie between Jackie Bradley Jr. and Christian Vasquez with two. All right, and then um, leading the team in games played, it's Devers with 71. And then leading the team in at-bats, it's uh, Devers with a 287. All right. Okay. All right. No, 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 I don't want to. All right. All right, pitching, here we go. So leading the team in, in ERA, I want to see this. I want to check this out real quick. Huh, that doesn't really give – I wonder if ERA means starting rotation ERA. Because I'm looking at this ERA like 
I feel like there's other players like John Sh- John Schreiber. Isn't his ERA lower than Pavetta's? But anyway, so yeah, Pavetta. It, I think this might be just starting rotation ERA. Who leads the team? And yeah, so all right. I don't think that should be right. I feel like it should be for like the entire team kind of deal, but whatever. I mean, I don't run stats for the MLB. All right. So anyway, ERA leader is Nick Pavetta with three point out 25 wins Pavetta with eight strikeouts. Also Pavetta with 86 saves. It's a uh, Tanner Houck with a uh, six, the Collinsville, Illinois native whip leader is a uh, Pavetta with 1.1 or 1.11. So pretty good. Uh, batting average against it's Pavetta with 212. Innings pitched it's Pavetta with 88.2. Complete games is a three-way tie between Nathan Avaldi, Nick Pavetta, who looks like Nathan Avaldi, and Michael Walker all have one complete game. Fix your app, and we'll be all right. So anyway, so um, games played it's Deakman with the uh, 30. Game started, it's uh, Pavetta with 15. Losses is Pavetta with 5 also. And then save opportunities is a two-way tie between Tanner Houck and uh, Hanzo Robles with 6. All right. And then um, ER, earn runs given up, it's Pavetta with 32. Runs given up, it's Hill with 34. Hits surrendered, it's uh, Pavetta with uh, 69. Home run surrendered. It's uh, Evaldi with 16. And then walks surrendered. It's uh, Pavetta with uh, 29. So Pavetta's basically leading in every pitching category at this point. Yeah. I'm still wondering about the ERA category. I mean, I wonder if that's just starting rotation or just only the starting rotation. I'm not sure. I feel like it should include the bullpen too, but whatever. I mean, because, yeah, there's guys on the bullpen that have lower ERAs than Pavetta does. That's what I was trying to make an argument for, but whatever. All right. I don't run MLB stats. All right. Fielding. All right. So, uh, leading the team in games played, it's Devers with 70. Leading the team in games started, it's uh, Devers with 69. Innings played, it's Devers with a 610.1. Total or uh, total chances, Vasquez with a 444 or 47. Putouts, Vasquez with a 423. Assists, it's uh, Bogarts with a 174. Errors, Devers with 10. Double plays, Story with 40. Stolen bases against uh, Vasquez with 24. Caught stealing against Vasquez with 9. Stolen base or a stolen base percentage against, it's uh, Vasquez with 727. Pass balls, Vasquez with 3. Uh, wild pitches, Vasquez with 15. And then fielding percentage is a freeway tie between. Jackie Bradley Jr. looks like Bobby Dawback, Rock or Kiki Hernandez, who looks like Devers, and Pavetta all have a thousand fielding percentage. Figure it out. <laughs> figure it out, MLB. Figure it out. <laughs> all right. I don't know. All right. And then uh, range factor, it's Vasquez with 8.38. All right. So let's go over fancy and then we'll go to break. And then we'll talk about the series look ahead and then final thoughts. All right. <clears throat> We're not going to break right now, but yeah, you know. All right. Okay. Okay. So, um, Thursday. Oh, my God. All right. So, Thursday, I had uh, Brendan Rogers of the Colorado Rockies and then Bryce Harper of the Philadelphia Phillies. 
Um, Rogers went uh, four for five, and then uh, Harper went one for four. So I had a two-game hit streak at this point. But Friday, I had J.D. Martinez of the Boston Red Sox, and then Luis Arias of the Minnesota Twins. Martinez went uh, one for four, and then Arias went uh, 0 for two. And then yesterday, I had uh, Xander Bogart of the Boston Red Sox, and then Trevor Story of your Boston Red Sox. Uh, Bogarts went one for four, and then Story went zero for four. So yeah, so I'm still in a slump. All right, and then I had today. I had Matt Chapman of the Toronto Blue Jays. No, Uncle Tommy used to play for Babars. <laughs> yeah, but Babars gave him away. What is Tom talking about? I was, I, my nephew. He uh, he's a big A's fan or somewhat of an A's fan, but the only way. I kind of show, showed them, like, got them interested in the A's, was basically showed them a picture of the A's mascot, and it looked like an actual elephant. And he calls elephants Babars, named after the storybook character Babar, King of the Elephants, all right? So anyway, so I had uh, Matt Chapman of the Oak, or uh, Toronto Blue Jays, and then Teoscar Hernandez, also Toronto Blue Jays. Chapman went 0 for 3, and then uh, Hernandez went 0 for 4. Yep. So, I went 0 for 7 today in Speed the Streak. And this is Beat the Streak, by the way. Not, yeah. You're wondering. This is MLB Play, and this is Beat the Streak. All right. Then tomorrow, let's see. I have um, Jose Trevino of the New York Yankees and then Austin Hedges of the Cleveland Guardians. All right. Put that in real quick. All right. Trevino. And there we go. All right. Okay. And then quick pick. Here we go. All right. Quick pick, which is basically, yeah. So one of the other games on MLB play. I love this app so much. All right. All right. So there we go. All right. Oh, let one rip. Ugh. Big old fart horn. Sorry. I can fart on my podcast. I can do what I want. All right. Thursday, I went three for seven on Quick Pick. Then on Friday, I went two for seven. Then on Saturday, I also went two for seven. And then we're still waiting results on tonight's or today's score. So we probably won't find out till 4 a.m. Um, or 5 o'clock in the morning tomorrow. What happened? Yesterday, I, I hate it when they do that. That's just dumb. Give me the results now. I mean, seriously, how long does it like basically? Basically, how long does it take to basically calculate all these numbers and stuff like that? And see how what I got right and what I got wrong. All right. So, so basically, uh, Diamond Derby. Let's see. Hold on. I want to put things in. All right. Oh, zero three. All right. So. On Thursday, I scored one run on seven bases. On Friday, I scored zero runs on one base. And then Saturday, I scored one run on five bases. And then today, I scored zero runs on three bases. Yuck. So basically, two runs on 13. So basically, two runs on 16 bases for this weekend. Yuck. Man, I don't get this Diamond Derby. I mean, seriously. Yeah. 
Right, that's MLB play. All right, and then so let's go over fantasy real quick. Uh, so MLB or so ESPN. So right now, let's see. Go get out of here. All right, so ESPN. So the Oakland Babars. So currently, right now, they are winning their game against Team Rose, 200, 290 to one hundred seventy-seven. So if they win this game and hold out, they would got back into the win column. And increase their record to eight and three. So pretty good. Awesome. Awesome. Way back. so back into the win column. So pretty good. All right. Pay Rafi Devers. So right now they're beating Team Reyes 277 to 250. So they would increase their record to two-game win streak if the score holds up and two two-game win streak and would be eight and three at this point. So pretty good. Awesome. All right. And then Arthur Reed's the GOAT, so currently right now they're losing the team, Matt, 289 to 276. So they would fall to 7-4 and four and get right back in the losing column. So not great. Yeah. Really dishonored to Arthur Reed. Yeah. All right. So the wearing of the green, so currently right now they are winning their game against uh, Team Mackey, two, or 329 to two, 323, so a pretty close one. Yeah, but if they hold out, they would have uh, snapped their two-game wins or two-game losing streak and get back right in the win column and increase their record to 8-3, and three. so pretty good, awesome. Yeah. The Yankees lose, so currently right now, they are uh, winning their game against uh, Team HC Smoke Wolf, 312 to 239. So if they hold on to this win, which they probably will, they will have snapped their two-game losing streak and and increase their record to six and five. So pretty good. So back to five. So above one game above 500. So pretty good. All right. Dancing on my own. So currently right now they're losing the team or two up uh, brew crew 390 to 229. So they would have uh Got back into the losing column and decreased their record to seven or four and seven. So not great. Yeah. And then this team we'll talk about. Yeah. All right. So Yahoo fancy Yahoo. All right. All right. Most commercials, those Yahoo commercials. Yeah. Back in the day. All right. Anyway, so call him Poppy. So currently right now. They are currently winning their game against Rooks Real Headlights, six to four. So pretty good. So if they hold out for this win, they will increase their record to seven and four. So pretty good. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I wish Yahoo would basically tell you how many games you won in a row, or basically something like that. Like kind of yeah, because kind of like what ESPN does, but yeah, they got their own thing. All right, Royal Rooters. Let's see how they're doing right now this week. So their game between uh, Taps Hustlers is uh, t- not up at five. So it's looking like if they don't score, either one scores, they would end the game in a tie and they would uh, fall to five, five and one. So five wins, five losses, and one draw. All right. Starting nine. So currently right now they are losing their game to Bob's boss team. Five to four. So yeah. So if they don't figure things out, they would have fall to three, seven, and one. So three wins, seven losses, and one draw. 
man, starting nice, not really having a pretty good season. Well, most of my guys are on the IL. Like, my entire bench is on the IL. Yeah. Like, Kyle Lewis, Joey Window, Brandon or Brandon Lau, and then you had David Fletcher, which I don't, not really sure when he's coming back. And also, too, yeah, seriously, like uh, Lazardo, too. He's on the 60 DIL. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I might get rid of Lazardo. Hey, he's starting to throw again. Okay, never mind it. Yeah, done, yeah. Never mind. I don't know. 60 DIL. I feel like that's kind of like most of like the half of the season. So we're getting close to the, yeah. All right, section 10. So currently, right now, they are winning their game against Taft's Hustlers, too. Um, six to four. So if they win this game, they would fall back to basically 500. So they would be a uh, five or five, five and one. So five wins, five losses and one draw. So, all right, pretty good back to 500. Okay. Sort of. I mean, I don't know if the tie really does anything. All right. Gone bridge. Let's see how they're doing. So right now they're losing the, uh, losing the Walhalla. Five to four, so not great at all. So they, the score holds up. They would have fallen to six, four, and one. So six wins, four losses, and one draw. Not great. Well, sort of. I mean, above five hundred, but still, yeah, yeah. All right. So uh, the Frio take. So currently, right now, they are tied up with a uh, Wilson's on deck, five to five. So yeah. So they uh, hold, oh, so the score holds up. They would have fallen to seven, two, and two, seven wins, two losses, and two draws. Yeah, so hmm. so and so kind of weak for uh, fancy. All right, so that's it for fancy. All right, we will go to break and then come back and f wrap it up with um, serious look ahead to the Blue Jays series and then final thoughts. All right, welcome back to the final. To the final segment of the show, all right. Okay, so the series look ahead to the Toronto Blue Jays series in Toronto. All right. All right. So, Monday, Spox, or so Monday, that game will be at 6.07 Central Time for me, but 7.07 Eastern Time for everybody else who is a Red Sox fan, basically mostly on the East Coast. All right. So, Red Sox starter is, you love him, you know him. It's going to be TBD. TBD. We don't know yet. It's probably leaning to Connor Seabold. But, yeah, I haven't really got that. Yeah, we don't know yet. I really haven't got stats yet. But opposing him will be uh, Kevin uh, Gosman. He is a 5-6 or a five and six with a 3.19 ERA. So last time Gosman pitched was, it was, um, was Tuesday against the White Sox. He pitched six innings, gave up seven hits, surrendered two runs, walked two people, struck out seven, and got a no decision in that outing. Gazi, that's his nickname. Oh, from oh, Centennial, Colorado. All right, so he's a Colorado kid. All right. Or Colorado guy, yeah. All right. All right, so Tuesday, that game will be at 6.07, also Central Time, and then 7.07 Eastern Time for everybody else. And then it will be Michael Walker versus uh, Ross Stripling. Michael Walker is six and one with a two point thirty four ERA. Let's see. Okay, come on. Yeah. What? All right. Last time he pitched was against Detroit on uh, Wednesday. 
He pitched six innings, gave up five hits, surrendered two runs, walked two people, struck out seven, and got the win in that game. So, yeah, pretty good. Awesome. Despite kind of starting off a little bit, having a little bit of a hiccup inning to begin with. Yeah. All right. And then Ross Stripling, he is 4-2 with a 3.0 ADRA. Right. I do have a little bit of respect for this dude. So, I, yeah, I kind of listened to his uh his podcast he used to do with his brother-in-law called uh, The Swingers or The Big Swing Podcast, which is kind of neat. Yeah. So, last time uh, Ross Stripling pitched was he was on uh, Wednesday against the White Sox. He pitched six innings, gave up five hits, surrendered a run, walked only one person, struck out five, and got the win in that game. So, all right. All right, and then Wednesday, so that game will uh, be uh, at 6.07 East, or 6.07 Central Time, and then 7.07 Eastern Time. It will be against Nick Pavetta versus uh, Alex Manoa. All right, so Nick Pavetta, he is 8-5 right now with a 3.25 ERA. And last time he pitched was on Friday against the Cleveland Guardians. So he uh, pitched seven innings, gave up only nine hits, surrendered two runs, Walked nobody, struck out four, and got the win in that game. So pretty good. Awesome. All right. All right. And then Nick or uh, Alex Manoa, he um, he is nine and two with a two point or two point oh five ERA. So pretty good. All right. Last time he pitched, he pitched against the Milwaukee Brewers on uh, Friday. He pitched six point two innings, gave up only five hits, surrendered two runs, walked only three people, struck out six, and. Got the win in that one, so pretty good against the old Brew Crew. All right. And that will be it for the series. Then Thursday will be off, and then, yeah, Friday they'll won't play again until Friday after that. All right. Yeah. All right. So let's look at the weather. What the weather going to be in old Toronto? All right. Oh, the revolution tied with the Whitecaps. Huh. Zero, draw. Man, the... Rebs are not really having a pretty good season so far. And they've kind of been kind of a little bit slumping. Yeah, all right. Toronto, Ontario, Canada. All right. All right. All right. So, Monday night. Well, I mean, this really doesn't really totally, the weather really doesn't really affect anything because they're going to play in a dome. Yeah. But anyway, we'll just give you the weather anyway. All right. Monday night. It will be some clouds early will give way to generally clear conditions overnight. Low of 53, winds of 15 to 25 mile per hour winds. But it will be a 7%, 7% chance of rain. But, yeah, they're going to play in the dome because that's where the Rogers Center is at. And then Tuesday, that game will be um, partly cloudy skies. Early will give way to occasional showers during the night. Low 61, uh, winds the 10 to 20 mile per hour, and a chance of uh, rain 60%. Yeah. Well, you shouldn't worry because that game will be in a dome. Wednesday. Come on, go. Our Wednesday. So Wednesday night, a few clouds from time to time. Low of 58, wind the 10 to 15 mile per hour, and a 40% chance of rain. What is up with, like, the 50 Something that grieves at night. This is the summer. Shouldn't it be a little bit warmer? It shouldn't be a little bit warmer at night. I mean, seriously, it's the summer. My God. All right. So that's it for the weather. 
All right, final thoughts. Um, who saw the brawl between the Angels and Mariners today? Yeah, that was something. I mean, seriously. So, and then, so, Winker got hit by a pitch by one of the Angels pitchers, and then the Angels bench started chirping at him, and they start, and they, he basically started walking over to them, and that's where the benches start clearing. That was wild. Yeah. So, yeah, that's pretty neat and wild, too. That's what I like about baseball now. Let's have more brawls. That's what I feel like that's really what people will actually start seeing, will actually start getting attention to, I feel like, too. I mean, seriously, if people are actually duking it out on the field, let's basically just, yeah, so, I don't know, maybe I, maybe I might be talking wrong. But, so, I mean, I feel like baseball is kind of, like, at its best when we have stuff like this, like brawls and stuff like that. Seriously, I mean, hockey doesn't. Everybody likes hockey because of that. <laughs> so why not bring in the baseball? Good Lord. I mean, seriously. Yeah. We are men. Let's fight. <laughs> All right. Any final thoughts? It was kind of fun to see the Yan- Yankees get no hit. And almost kind of see them almost get no hit again. Except they uh, broke it up. Like I think it was like 16 straight innings that they have been were no hit f- or no hit through. That was that's kind of funny. <laughs> But still, I mean, still, they're still kind of at the top still. I mean, yeah, but still, I mean, but it's still kind of funny to kind of see. I mean, and that was a combined no-hitter on uh, Thursday, too, or on Saturday, too. So that was, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Who knows? I mean, still, I mean, it's still a little bit early, but still, I mean, I don't know. It is kind of a little funny to kind of see your arch rival fall like that. All right. Also, final thoughts. So Tuesday is going to be the 100th anniversary of the start of the Irish Civil War. Yeah, I'm like, oh, man, I've already heard people like turn it off. All right. Anyway, those are those that are still on. So the Irish Civil War, a little backstory. So in June of 1921, um, so basically the British and the Irish basically uh, had a ceasefire, which ended the Irish uh, War for Independence, kind of like that, and like basically had – let them go to like the negotiation table and stuff like that to kind of come up with a separate peace agreement that could give Ireland their independence kind of deal. So yeah, so they agreed. And then in December, a uh, treaty was signed, but and, uh, there were some stipulations to the treaty. Ireland could have their own country and government and army and their own like kind of parliament too, which is basically Congress. Uh, in the or basically in the UK and stuff like that, which is called the Dale, but they were supposed to swear an oath of allegiance to the British Crown, and they were supposed to act like a Dominion country, kind of like Canada and Australia were at the time, kind of like they were still kind of were still a little bit part of the UK, and there was a real kicker to the treaty. So the six Ulster counties, which were mostly Gaelic, uh, were most of the traditionally Gaelic uh, counties, but were at the time predominantly uh, um, Protestant run and stuff like that. They had a clause in that treaty where they can opt out of the Irish free state if they wanted to. Um, so, yeah, and that's where that that's where a lot, a lot of the Irish Republicans basically got upset because that was basically what they were kind of fighting for too. That really gave up the North of Ireland to the British kind of deal because now they can't. But so they rejected it at first, but then decided to sign it anyway because if they didn't sign that treaty, a resumption of the our, our war for independence 
and hostilities would resume. And another war with Britain was not desirable with the British from the Irish. So they decided to, you know what, screw it, let's sign this treaty. But there was like backlash because a lot of the Irish Republicans thought that this was a betrayal to stuff like the war for independence and the people who died in that war. And basically 1962 in the Easter Rising too, like a slap in the face of like guys like Patrick Pierce, James Conley, Thomas Clark, and all those guys who fought and died in the GPO and stuff like that. So yeah, so, but to the people who are pro-treaty fought, okay, this could be a stepping zone to finally get a united Ireland eventually. And this is count. So basically let's just deal this for a few years and stuff like that. And then finally we can declare ourselves an Irish Republic, officially get, get back the North of Ireland. So there was basically, there was a debate in the Dale, the pro-treaty one, but then the anti-treaty faction of the Dale basically walked out. And then even like the, or the IRA basically, or the, basically the army at the time, the IRA, split up between pro-treaty, which became the National Army, and then the anti-treaty IRA, which became kind of the guerrillas at that point. So basically, and then a war broke out on June the 28th, which is this Tuesday, which began with the bombing of the Four Courts, which is basically, I think, the Four Courts, hold on. It might be their kind of like court system in Dublin. Let's look this up. The Four Courts. I think that might be kind of like their uh, Supreme Court or something like that, but I could be wrong. The Four Courts. That kind of sounds like a Four Courts. The Four Courts. Yeah, it's basically like their law or like basically their court system and like kind of like the Supreme Court kind of deal. Yeah, so I was right. It made sense. Anyway, so anyway, so the bomb in the Four Courts between or with the from the National um, Army or the Pro-Treaty IRA um, which was uh, basically kicked off the Irish Civil War, which basically kind of led to the deaths of guys like Michael Collins and uh, Cavo Brewer and stuff like that, and like kind of prominent leaders who were part of the war for independence and stuff like that, and they were basically killing each other one by one kind of deal. And it kind of does lead to like some of the stuff that happened during the in the north of Ireland still, like today, and even during the 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s. And early 2000s, back in like, yeah, back in the day with the troubles and stuff like that in the north of Ireland. So, yeah, that's kind of like the effects of that war basically had an effect in the north of Ireland. Yeah, at that time. So, yeah. Just kind of want to say something a little bit about that, too. I just kind of want to say something. Knowing that I'm kind of like a little bit of an Irish history buff, a little bit of a U.S. history buff. And I kind of just looking back at that now, like that is 100 years. That whole Irish Civil War, the war for independence. 1960 in the Easter Rising, that all happened a hundred years ago. That just seems that that just doesn't seem right. I feel like not saying I was alive for any of that, but I'm just saying that like that just doesn't seem like a hundred years. It really just doesn't. It feels more like 80 or 70 years. But yeah, just want to say something, but yeah, yeah. All right, so that's my final thoughts. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for giving me this opportunity to share and keep doing what I love. Subscribe, rate, and review on Apple iTunes. Give us a five-star review if you can. Follow the show on Twitter at red underscore charter. Then follow the show on TikTok at um, lowercase socks, Illinois. And then follow the show on Instagram at lowercase socks, Illinois. All show. Um, follow, and then like the show on Facebook, the Red Sox Nation, the Illinois Charter. And then follow the show on Spotify and Apple and Google. All right. With that being said, I believe that will about do it. 
All right, see you guys Wednesday night. Banyana.